Hello, and welcome to the Big Talk Small Vertical Podcast. I'm Dallin. I'm Bryce. And we are going to go ahead and have a week one... Uh, what's I want to say something Palooza, like a... I don't know. Preview Palooza? <laughs> I feel like our preview Palooza was last week. This was just a regular preview. It's just uh, going over the matchups uh, and uh, having some fun. Just uh, The NBA season is starting when you listen to this, likely today. If you're Ben Levitt, likely tomorrow morning. Uh, but, yeah, uh, what do we have in the newsroom? Uh, we have a few ad drops, no trades, but... Um... Yeah, we saw Jabari Parker dropped for Aaron Baines. Daniel House dropped for Jay Crowder by the Super Zombie. Excuse me, the Aaron Baines ad was by Winnie, Winnie Nate Toto. Um, the Flock added Marcus All by moving uh, somebody to Derek White to the IR spot. Uh, Marcus All, whom he dropped right. a few days prior. Couldn't, couldn't live without him. Could not live without him. The Pride dropped Derek Favors for Emmanuel Quickly. He's played well in the preseason, but, I mean, is he ever going to get minutes in New York? I don't think so. If he's good, he'll play, but I don't think that he's going to get minutes right off the bat. I think he's going to have to earn them slowly. This is this was the pride? Yeah. Yeah, the pride. Got it. Um, and it's tough. It's a kind of a tough year to wait on, guys, because it's so competitive, but we'll see. Unless you're rebuilding. Oh, the pride is not. Yeah. The pride is. <laughs> the, pride, the pride has built and is trying to win. Yeah. Um, and then the Rainbow Riders dropped Desmond Bain and picked up Dylan Brooks. A rainbow forever that won't fade away. <laughs> um, so that's it for ad drops. Not a lot. Fair enough. Um, we did have some other pretty exciting news, though. Yeah, a couple rebrandings, or at least one rebranding and a, and a, and a logo drop. Yes. Winning Ain't Toto got himself a logo, finally, which is pretty exciting stuff. Winning isn't everything. For someday, the stylings of this man will just shower our entire soundboard. Uh, yeah, that guy, what's his name? I don't even know. Lenny Henry? It's, it's Yeah, Lenny Henry. It's, it says every song featuring Lenny Henry, so I don't know if... I'm assuming that's who it is. Does he have one of those things where, like, you pay celebrities $6 <laughs> to send you a video? Is Lenny Henry on there? We should get him to uh, We should get him to do something for Cameo. Us. Cameo, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Um, probably seems unnecessary. Is But I like the logo. I like the logo. A panda bear wearing a participation medal with a look on his face of... Eh. Is the panda the most apathetic animal? I feel like it's up there. It's up there. It's one of my favorites. They just sit and eat bamboo and poop all day. I considered a panda. Yeah. For for the Yao Ming dynasty. A red panda, right? I considered a regular panda or a red panda. They um, both seemed a little too on the nose, though, for the yeah. Yao Ming dynasty. I think the ox is uh, interesting. Well, that's great, but winning ain't Toto is what we're talking about. Yeah. No, and, I mean, for Yao Ming panda, dynasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think it's an excellent logo. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I was... The little background there is Jay had just released one, and and uh, Brandon was at home. Uh, he was a little trying to avoid work, and so got on the phones and got Josh a logo, and Josh approved. Well, there we go. Um, 
My favorite part's the participation medal. Yes, that is the best part. You can't tell from here, but when I saw it, I'm like, is that a, I, like as soon as I saw the medal, I, I bet that's a participation medal, and it was, and I was very happy about it. Oh, I love Josh. Um, and then, and then up next is Jay, who rebranded to the Flying Hellfish. The Flying Hellfish, the fightiest squad in the fightiest company in the third fightiest battalion in the army. Oh, and that's that's razor sharp as well. I like it. I like a fish smoking a cigar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's very tough. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I feel like it's it's wrong though. Do you think the the fish should be holding it to his gills rather than his mouth? No. Oh no. Okay. It doesn't look cool if it's in your gills. That's not the whole point of smoking a cigar is to look cool and yeah, tough. That's true. So anyway, I think they both look great and we're a very aesthetically pleasing league. Yeah. We only got one, um, one, uh, non logo team. We do have one Yahoo Jersey, but Bram, Bram had a hard time parting with Josh's default Jersey. So, and for Bram's sake, I, I hope that we, uh, keep at least one around for the season. Maybe. Um, any other news? No, that's the extent of the news. All right. Let's begin the show by starting it. Um, week one. Week one. So just as a heads up, kind of the plan for the regular season podcast, because they're going to feel a lot different than the this week, season. Yeah, this week is different even from the, what the regulars. Yes. Well, typically we'll have kind of a recurring segment. It'll be either our power rankings. We have a power rankings formula that we've we've worked out or kind of. The, is this where Taylor crunches numbers behind the scenes for us? Uh, yes, probably. Yeah, that's great. Um, we will also do like a rookie rankings. To oh, get, fun. To get, yeah, the, the player or the, the managers with rookies excited. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know, we'll probably need to find one or two more recurring segments. Okay. But um, they're so, out there. So they're, yeah, they're out there. And if you have any ideas, shoot them over to us. Big underscore vertical at twitter.com. Or you just text one of us. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, we'll do that. We'll go over last week and then we'll over last week's results and kind of have hash out what happened maybe a little bit of why it happened and then we'll also do looking forward at this week um but we don't have like most of that this week because we haven't had any basketball so it's going to be kind right. of an abbreviated episode right but, uh, uh, now we are going to be recording these earlier in the week than we've been doing them before so the episodes will start to drop on tuesday mornings yeah it's tough to do a last week recap and this week preview on wednesday yeah Monday is kind of the day to do that. Yeah. So uh, majority of the weeks will be this early, Monday to Tuesday. Um, who do we got? What are some of these matchups? Well, the first matchup on my list, at least, is the Elming Dynasty versus Keyboard Cat. Oh. Uh, Three-second lag. Well, that's okay. Uh, there it is. Little bit, uh, a little extra length there for the uh, the Yaoming fans. Oh, 
So uh, that's interesting. Who do we got, who do we got injured? What's going on with these? Well, I, I should note that this is actually a preview of what I predicted would be the finals. Ooh! So you think uh, you think Ed will be second place this year? The, yeah, that was my pick in uh, last week. That's high praise from the Young Dynasty. Well, someone's got to get second, I guess. So, <laughs> but no, I I think they're both very good teams. The Yao Ming Dynasty is a little beat up with both Chris Epps, Porzingis, and Kemba Walker injured. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't last. No. Um, keyboard Cats totally healthy. They are only getting two games out of Atlanta, which hurts. Um, I have to remind myself from time to time who's on whose team these days. Um, you've got. I know your team pretty well. I just did your hype video, which you can can be seen at YouTube. I already sent it over to Ed so that he could get hyped for this week. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I sent it to him this morning so he could get hyped for this week's. Oh, that's um, fantastic. Minnesota's got three games, which is helpful for Keyboard Cat, although it's a back-to-back. Utah At Utah, at LA. Mm-hmm. Neither of those are really great. Carl but, Towns is probably not going to be rested on back-to-backs this year. I wouldn't I think. think so. But I don't know. I haven't seen anything on that. That would be a real problem if mm-hmm. he's only, if he only gets two games out of Towns and two games out of Young. Yeah. And only two games out of Bam, although because Miami's only playing twice. But I've got Butler, who's better than Bam probably. So Now, last season, Ed was ripping up turf until Carl Towns got hurt. And he's healthy, and he added Bam out of bio. Yeah, he's a very good team. He's a good team. He's a very good team. That's why I picked him to finish second. Second place. Yeah. The second best team, I guess. Um, any particular stats that uh, worry you? In, in, in Like uh, any categories that worry you when playing in? Honestly, it's tough to say at this point because we haven't really seen what teams are doing. Yeah. Um, I think threes will be contested, I think. It's kind of a – Ed's got kind of an interesting team because – He's kind of transitioning from a free throw punt to a more well-rounded team. And with guys like Young and Graham and Towns, that all of them kind of are more small guy stats. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. He may have to kind of sort things out between guys like that and guys like Nurkic. Maybe the answer is just he's well-rounded, mm-hmm. and that's always a good thing. Um, one plus for him is he's got Marcus Smart, who – which is a big plus. I mean, talk about getting some cheap assists, steals, and threes. Well, and if I'm missing Kemba Walker and the guy taking Kemba Walker's minutes and therefore stats is sitting on the other team, that's a, a big boost for him. Mm. But, no, I think I think it's the biggest matchup of the week between, I don't know, two of the league's most elite teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when I look over your roster, two of the uh, – previous we, we kind of made a lunch bit about it but the two guys on your team that i worry about a little bit maybe not a lot are oladipo and horford what do you feel oh about? i don't worry about horford at all i don't he's worry in good, about, he's in a really good spot this i year. worry about well he's just playing center that's a really yeah. good spot for him when he's playing center last yeah. year he played power forward in the games without Embiid, he was exceptional i i don't worry about him what about oladipo how's he looking uh, he has not looked very good in the preseason. His last game, he was very good, but the other games, he was not. Mm. He did not shine. So, is this because of injury, like his previous injuries, or is he just a uh, bad situation, bad coaching? Bad I don't think. I don't know. If anything, I would say it's it, it's the injury, and he just hasn't played himself back in the game form yet. Like he still hasn't been good since coming back from the injury, but I think he's good. He doesn't get to the rim as much as he used to. 
Yeah. And hopefully he changes that. Um, one player on your team that has looked good the, the few times I saw him in preseason, I thought was Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley looks good. Um, I don't expect him to be on healthy, any kind that of. That guy is, he's talented. Yeah. I don't expect him to be on any kind of kind of minutes limit at this point. He was he he missed some games with COVID. I don't know that he had any symptoms or anything like that. So I think he's back and he's just ready to roll. He was he started in the preseason and he also played minutes where he was the only big on the court. And both of those I think are very telling to what they think his role should be. Yeah. No, he's a good ball player. Um, I I just from a Fan of the NBA, I'm excited to see what Marvin Bagley does this year. Me too. Um, one nice thing for the Yaming Dynasty this week is neither the Clippers nor Brooklyn play any back-to-back games. I mean, Brooklyn plays Sunday-Monday, so maybe it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of alternate Kyrie and Durant on some of those. Although, really, I don't know that Kyrie really needs to sit games. He he missed last season for a shoulder injury that should not have cost him all season. I mean, I think he just didn't want to play when Kevin Durant wasn't going to that may be. And I mean, I don't, I'm sure he had something because he had surgery. Like he don't get surgery just to miss games, but I also think he probably could have come back if he wanted to. So whether he misses back-to-backs, I don't know. Um, Kawhi, I certainly expect will, and he doesn't have any back-to-backs. He got three games. All, all teams this week have either three games or two games. So playing three games is a good thing. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, it's going to be an interesting one matchup. I think the whole league will be paying attention to this week. Um, I mean, I think Ed defensively between Drew Holiday, Bama DeBio, Carl Towns, Clint Capella, Marcus Smart, Rashawn Holmes, I think he's very tough defense on those defensive stats, and as are you. Yeah. So that's those are two categories I'm specifically going to be watching between you two. Mm-hmm. Steals and blocks. but um, And I'm missing a lot of my blocks with Porzingis out. Yeah. But with Capella only playing two games along with Trey Young only playing two games, that hurts him. So it should be a very good matchup. Right. Well, uh, who is in the next matchup? Who do we got? Next up, um, Avatar on Blu-ray versus The Pride. Finally, Avatar 3D Limited Edition 3D Blu-ray. Look, Sam, everything the light touches is our truth. This is another good matchup. It is. This year, I, I expect, we kind of talked about this last week, but I expect 11 teams to be contending and three mm-hmm. teams to not, which means at most there are going to be three week or three games a week that aren't a playoff fight, which means there's going to be a lot of playoff fights, and this is another one. Um, I think, I think they're largely on equal footing. I personally favor Avatar on Blu-ray this season. I think I've, I was one of the few teams that had him as a playoff team in last week's projections or predictions. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good team. He is only getting two games out of Denver, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but still getting three out of Dallas, three out of Boston. And I do think that Tatum will see a little bit of extra usage while Kemba's out. Yeah. So that'll certainly help. Um, it's They're generally better defensive teams. Milwaukee's a good defensive team. Indiana's a good defensive team. Brooklyn, who knows what they are. But I would expect big numbers out of Tatum, big numbers out of 
Doncic. I mean, every week. Yeah. Someone that you uh, have been down on in the past, Dennis Schroeder, had a pretty good year last year. It was good last year. What do you What do you make of him in in Los Angeles? I don't know what the fit is there. If it's, I mean, I don't know if he's going to come off the bench, but it's going to be a bench role mm-hmm. basically because he's not going to be on the ball when LeBron's on the court. And so, so even if you're a starter, you're playing a bench role. Kind of for for him because yeah. for him like the reason that he put up big numbers last year is because when he was on the court he was a major part of what they were doing and he had the ball in his hands a lot and he was creating a lot of things and did he play next to Shea a lot a fair amount they actually played a fair amount of three point guard lineups with those two and Chris Paul in yeah. which case he was playing off the ball there largely because Chris Paul was running things but you know LeBron usually plays next likes to play next to another guard who can handle the ball mm-hmm. and. You know, when that's Kyrie Irving or Dwayne Wade, then there's no problems. And maybe the same ends up with Dennis Schroeder. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe it just ends up being Taylor Horton Tucker, who's apparently the best player in the NBA, or at least top 10. Top 10. Um, actually, in preseason, he was number six. So, you know, that's got to be worth something. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> Jokic. Millsap has looked good this off, uh, this preseason. We'll see if he can keep it up. I mean, he's just getting but, older every day. But once again, Denver's only playing two games. So we're only getting two, two games, games out of this Millsap. Um, I don't know what Larry Nance and Saric are giving you. Um, Saric is currently listed as out, so yeah, I don't even that's... know if he's going to play. But out's not the same as injured in the preseason. Missing the game in preseason doesn't take a whole lot. So it may just be that they were resting him or whatever. He's I got would... a sore right quad. Don't we all? So we'll see. Uh, Lowry Markinen's kind of struggled in the preseason. Yeah, he needs to, to to warm up a little bit. I think. Yeah, um, it's a contract year for him. Apparently, looks like they did not come to terms on a really on a contract extension. That surprises me a great he will deal. Become a restricted free agent in twenty one. That surprises me a great deal. I think I still believe in him enough that I would have signed him. Yep. Uh, anyways, uh, Avatar is definitely a good team. Um, we'll see what his boys can bring to the table. Looking over at the Pride. Uh, what do we see there? Oh, we got um, John Collins is his best player, and he, as has been mentioned numerous times already, Atlanta's only playing two. two games. So that's bad. Sabonis news. is Indiana. You said was playing two games. Um, I do not. Indiana is playing three games. Okay, that's good. That is good. That helps him. Um, I mean, he's got a lot of guys here that that all kind of do their own little thing, you know. Yeah. And so if they all play well collectively, they might put up enough numbers to to rattle Kevin's cage. Yeah, and at this point, there's Kevin Porter's out. I don't know what exactly the story is on that. Is that legal stuff? Uh, no. Right ankle soreness. Oh, I'm sitting here looking at... Um... Oh, no, that's D'Angelo Russell. Kevin Porter, personal reasons. Is personal reasons, so it might, be, it might be legal stuff. Yeah, could be. But we'll see. I don't think Kevin Porter is an integral part to what the Pride's doing. He does have three Knicks who are playing three games this week, so that's handy. He's got uh, quickly. It's, it's a disturbing number of Knicks. Yeah, quickly Randall and and Barrett. Uh, Barrett. Yeah, I mean, if if you're gonna have three Knicks, two of them better be Randall and Barrett, and the other one better be Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> well, two out of three. Uh, D'Angelo. But what I mentioned a minute ago, when I thought I was talking about. Um, 
<clears throat> Kevin Porter looks like D'Angelo Russell is out with a right ankle soreness and will not play on Thursday. Oh, he's going to miss Thursday. Yeah. Well, that's a problem. That is not good for the pride. Um, and he is getting three games out of his rookie, Denny Avdijah. Uh, Washington who, plays three games. Yeah, they play three games, and he looked good in the, the preseason. He looked a lot better than I was giving him credit for. Um, it's it's a small sample size. I watched I, I watched their game against Brooklyn, and he was three for three, all of them three pointers. Yeah, which is nice because I really, I thought and still believe that the swing skill for him is shooting. If he can shoot, he's going to be a good NBA player. If but if you come out your first game preseason or not, yeah, like and just knock him down, that's pretty impressive. And he's shooting with confidence. It, it looks good. So if I were Brandon, I would be pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, They're playing back-to-back, but whatever. It's back-to-back games in Orlando, which is... They've done that before. They call that the bubble. Yes. I, I like that they're doing that, though. Same thing, like the Kings play um, Saturday, Sunday, both games in Phoenix. They had to probably get creative with the schedule. Or, excuse me, home against Phoenix. Yeah, and I like that better anyway because, like... Playing a game until 11 o'clock and then flying into another city and then playing another basketball game is exhausting. Yeah. That sounds exhausting. Well, and you're a big fan of baseball, and this is kind of what baseball does. They go in and play a little series. Yeah. And so it, it makes sense. Cutting down – that was one of, I think, the big um, lessons from the bubble is that basketball players play better when they don't have to travel around all the time. When you don't have to be in Washington one night and Los Angeles the next night. Yeah. So playing <clears> – <throat> Playing back-to-backs in a particular city makes all the sense in the world. I like it a lot. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, who do we got in the next matchup? Or did you have anything else that you wanted to add? No. I think it's a good matchup. Um, it'll be interesting. One of the critical aspects to this matchup is just the health of D'Angelo Russell. I think the pride needs him. Yeah. I think it's a tough matchup, and if you're missing one of your big guns, then that's a problem. Yeah, I would agree. Um, next up is Boom Shakalaka versus Desert Storm. Coward? Not a coward. Would a coward have this? What the hell is that? These are my words, mother. From Arnie. <laughs> All right, well, we'll start out with Boom Shakalaka, since he's got a title, I think. Yeah, he's the re- he's the returning um, champ. Sort of. Well, we, did we have a champion last year? No, we're championless. Yeah, so... I mean, he's kind of the... If you want to call him the reigning champ, I'm fine with that. He does have an injury in Rui Hachimura, who has double pink eye. Uh, over. It's over. I'm giving, the, I'm giving it to the other guy. Uh, I don't think Rui Hachimura is very good. <laughs> um, but having double pink eye is worse. Uh, Jordan needs to get on the ball because he does not have Rui Hachimura in the IR spot. So get on the ball, Jordan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jordan doesn't listen to this podcast. He doesn't listen to podcasts at all. Which I find very interesting. That's weird. So if anybody has any grievances they want to air out on Jordan, nah, this is the this is your format. Yes, you could you could come on here and say anything you want about old Jordan. Um, no, he's a satellite radio guy, which... Hey, maybe maybe we'll move over to satellite radio. Maybe we just will. to get Jordan's attention. Um, so Jordan's team is largely defined by Curry and Harden. Oh yeah, if um, one of those guys is out. I'm giving I'm giving the nod to the other guy in the day of the week. Yeah, Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry's got three games: Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Chicago. He ought to be able to put stats on those guys. Even Milwaukee, who's a very good defensive team, 
gives up threes, and so I would expect Curry to thrive against them. Um, he's looked good in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I, I watched them versus Sacramento, and I mean, it's not like high praise to say that he's the best player on the court against Sacramento, but boy, did he look good. He looks really good. He looks really good. Um, James Harden, I, I don't know. Like, I still don't I really don't know. what to make what of him he... this year. I mean, he's probably he's definitely a top three fantasy player, right? Probably. Is so... it, but I don't know. It's interesting because I would worry but about him. Does he not play? Does he just not show up to the games? I think he probably plays. He played preseason games. Yeah, he'll play. And and the thing is, like, if he's uninterested in, like, trying, like, okay, that only hurts him on defense and his problems already that he doesn't try he on He likes defense. to play offense. And he like yeah, and he 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 he's gonna ball hog, but whatever, he's on the ball. Like he's just hurts Ben Frederick. Yeah, if Anthony Davis wants to go out there and not care, he can just like loaf around and not call for the ball and not establish um the post. And he, there are things that he can do to just loaf and not be engaged. But James Harden, not really. He's just gonna have the ball in his hands. He's gonna do whatever he wants. He does only have two games this week, which is a problem. He he It's the same problem Ben has with John Wall though. It's an interesting matchup. Yeah, um, but I, I, I think I think I think Boomshakalak is far more dependent on Harden Harden than Desert Storm is on James, on John Wall. That's true. Um, what do you make of uh, of Lamarcus Aldridge this year and Spencer Dinwiddie? I think Aldridge could be good. Um, they've said that they want to play the same style of basketball that they played in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Which I think is going to be good for Aldridge. If Aldridge, Aldridge didn't go to the bubble, no, he didn't. So he's had a lot of time to rest. He has had a lot of time to rest. Um, I, I think that Aldridge, if if they just have him out there shooting threes or just thriving off the space created by everybody else shooting threes, because they were playing smaller, faster, more shooting. That's what they did in the bubble. That and if that's exciting. what they're going to do, it does sound exciting. Um, if that's how they're going to play this year, I think it's better for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not some of their. I don't know. Maybe it's just less Rudy Gay or something like that. I don't know. But even then, Rudy Gay can shoot. If, yeah. if he's your power forward and he's cranking four threes a game, 15, that's fine. 15 minutes a night, four threes a night. Yeah, he can run for 15 minutes, yeah. even if he is old, by which I mean by a couple of years standards. younger than me. Yeah. Um, no, I think Aldridge could be quite good this year. Eventually, age is going to catch up to him. It hasn't yet, but it will at some point. What do you think is Spencer Dinwiddie in Brooklyn? Is it too crowded for him, or is he still coming off the bench and he's running that second unit? I think it's too crowded for him. Even if he is running the second unit, he's running the second unit instead of the first unit, which is what he did for much of last year. So I um, I don't know. I, I think that he's going to struggle. I think he, you're just kind of – you have to own, you have to keep him. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't drop him, but I think it's a little unlikely he's going to have a particularly good year this year unless he moves to a different team. Okay. And here's a question for you. Does Jordan or Boom Shakalaka, do they win threes like every week? I mean, with Curry and with Buddy Heald, and I mean, you got a bunch of guys in there hitting one or two a game. And Harden. And Harden. Actually, last year Harden led his team with 4.4. I mean, is, is, it, is, it, is that just a category he's got locked down for the, every week? I doubt it. I mean, it'll be interesting to see once we get start getting data on the season. But I know Rainbow Riders is very good at threes. Mm. Um, we'll see. It is. I mean, tough. Adding Buddy Heel to that team is a big deal as far as three pointers go. Yeah, I would agree. So I would. I, it's certainly a strength. No question about that. Well, that's another interesting matchup. 
uh, the Boom Shakalaka versus the Pride. Um, no versus Desert Storm, who oh, I'm sorry. we have not talked that about yet. That was the last one, yeah, Desert Storm. But yeah, Desert Storm hitting into minus Gordon Hayward, a healthy season. Yes. Um, and a couple of these guys have looked pretty good. Um, I'm saying Gordon <clears throat> Hayward's not injured. Well, he might not be out for the opener. They, Yahoo they says game time decision. Draymond's so, out. He's going to miss a couple of games. COVID? No, he has. He already that was before. So he had that. That's why he missed the preseason. Foot issue. Now he has yeah, like a pulled muscle in his foot, which is interesting. Did he get that getting out of bed or something? I don't know. I doubt it. But um, I don't know. I've never I've never pulled my foot muscle. Yeah. And then Kevin loves a maybe as well. There's gonna be a whole lot of. You know, I say I say that uh, Jordan's gonna win threes every week, and then I look at Ben's team, and I'm like, oh, Seth Curry. Davis Bertans, Paul George, Kevin Love, Kevin Durant. Bertans is going to get a boost this week or for a little while until Hachimura comes back. I would assume that yeah. Bertans is their starting power forward. But he's no slouch on three-pointers. No, he's an excellent three-point shooting team. Um, even Hayward. Cousins. Doesn't Cousins hit threes, doesn't he? A few. Yeah. He, shoots, he shoots some threes because he – like that's all Kyle Kuzma does. It is basically the only thing Kuzma does. Um, Cousins likes to complain on what on the defensive end and then run up late on, to help on offense, which puts him in a position to shoot a three from the top of the key. That's kind classic of, Cousins. That's kind of what he what he likes to do, and um, then he'll complain on that end and not play defense on the other end. Yeah. Now of the rookies uh, drafted, Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell's been excellent. Kind of um, making me a little jealous I didn't draft him. Ben's good at drafting, maybe. We'll see. I still am not super high on Vassell. It's just, he's doing well now because Derek White's injured. Yeah. And who's the other one? He might there? not be back for weeks. No, he probably won't be back for weeks, but he's going to he's gonna come back, and he's better than Devin Vassell. Yeah. And then who is the other? Oh, Keldon Johnson's also out, and I would expect both those guys to be ahead of him in the rotation. Yeah. But for now, those guys are out. Vassell's up. But if Vassell comes in and he's just guns ablaze, and maybe he earns a spot. Yeah. And he is the type of defensive player who could assimilate quickly to the NBA and therefore earn his minutes. But it's tough because nobody not there are there aren't a lot of guys who get a lot of minutes in San Antonio. Things get spread out. Yeah. Just asked Jakob Pertle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, he's, like I said, he's always going to have issues of who's going to be playing today, who's not. Right. But this week, I don't think that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Well, except Draymond Green's not going to be playing and Gordon Hayward might not be playing. Okay, so maybe it is an issue. He's only getting two games out of Wall. He's only getting two games out of Cousins. Um, it's What's worse, missing two games of Wall and Cousins or two games of Harden? So who's more valuable, Harden in one game? In a single game, Harden or Wall and Cousins? I think Harden comfortably is more valuable. Yeah. I, I mean, hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, that's an obvious question. Like, like, if Harden's good, then Harden's better than like Anthony Davis and Marcus Cousins. Like, Harden's really, 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 really. James Harden is typically worth like the two. Like, if you're picking at the end of the, the turn, like 12, 13, Harden's going to be worth more than 12 and 13 most years. Uh huh. So we'll see. Missing a game from James Harden is really important. But he's getting Curry, so we'll see. Curry, it wouldn't shock me if Curry was the number one player in fantasy this year. No, wouldn't shock me either. I 
actually was having that discussion with Benson the other day. Um, and I think I even said that on this podcast. That was my guess for the best number one. I think you did. So there you go. Um, he is getting full time <laughs> out of Brandon Ingram, three mm-hmm. games. So anybody missing time in New Orleans that benefits Ingram or are they all healthy? Now? I think other than Zion, they all just revolve around Ingram anyway. He's not going to see any change. Any change. I mean, I think he did see significant change with Zion there, but Zion's going to be playing. So, so. I think we're going to see full strength Brandon Ingram. Perhaps not extra full strength, but yeah. full strength. I think the majority of the league is going to be watching Ben Frederick's team with – watching Desert Storm with uh, – It's the most interesting team in the league. A lot of anticipation. It's most inter- – I wonder if it works. Are people – is somebody else going to try it? Just try get it all your all old, Yeah, give me all your old and injured players. It is, I think, comfortably the most interesting and most compelling team in the league. Compelling? Compelling. I don't, um, know, I don't know that saying interesting and compelling is worth Makes me saying. want to make him a hype video after hearing the word compelling. Yes. Maybe I will. A very compelling hype video. Um, so, um, is that anything else you want to add on the, uh, the sorry, not the, the pride, the... Nope. No, once again, it's just another... Desert Storm Boom Shakalaka. I can get there. Yeah, you, you took you, me a minute. You got there. It's just two more bubble teams playing against each other. I had both of them out of the playoffs in my predictions, but we'll see that both of them are very capable of making it. Both of them are very capable of making a deep run. Fair enough. All right, going on to our next matchup. A rainbow forever that won't fade away. There can be only one. Duncan, the Highlander. All right. Rainbow Rider versus the Highlanders. <laughs> Taking the high road. Um, as some of you may have noticed, the new sound drop for Rainbow Riders, and there should be no qualms here. No, no. It's the same guy who does the <laughs> winning is winning and everything. And I just, I wish that the same graphic. Lenny Henry did all of our sound drops. <laughs> I'm going to look, I'm going to scour right through his YouTube later and maybe find one more. <laughs> See if he ever mentions anything about China. <laughs> it, it could happen. He does have a song here called Noodles Noodles. So uh, maybe. Uh... We'll see. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> um, so Rainbow Riders, no injuries this week. I was expecting TJ Warren to miss time. Because he had the plantar fascia fascia issue. Did he tear his plantar fascia? I thought he. I thought he did, did last year. In I think the was, bubble, right? No, yes. no, no. Was in it in the bubble? In yeah, the yeah, bubble. yeah. Because he was he was like lights out, and then he yeah. Um, but no, he's gonna be back. Good for him. He was really good in the bubble. He was really good in the bubble. And if 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 Victor Oladipo is struggling, they might turn to him more until Victor gets it figured out. They could. Um, they probably will. Yeah. It's a lot of usage. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of one of those teams where there's like a lot of different guys that are roughly. You look at that starting lineup, assuming it's Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, Sabonis, Turner. Mm-hmm. I think that that with the six man being I mean, Bittadze, those are probably not. But those are the five best players, right? And I think all of them are capable of putting up numbers. I think yeah. all of them any given night. You yeah, know, um, you can get eighteen points out of any of those guys any night. Yep. He's got three games out of ball, which is exciting. I, I, I think he's, as a sucker for the rookies, that's somebody that I'm excited to watch. Yeah. Did you see his, like, 
underhanded transition pass. Um, the bounce, the, the bounce <laughs> yeah. pass. Yeah. Yeah, that thing was money. That was on the that was on the head. Makes me wonder what would have happened if I just kept that number one pick and made that because that's that would have been my pick. I would have definitely selected him. So. What do you get for that? Um, I gave up the number one pick. I got Wendell Carter, and well, I gave up the number one pick in Kelly Oubre and got Wendell Carter and Ben Levitt's twenty twenty one. Okay, we'll see. Okay, we will see. Yeah, um, I could have got something else. I got pick fourteen out of that as well, which was Malachi Flynn. Okay, so we'll see. Um, one important. The most important NBA team to the Rainbow Riders is the Suns. He's got both Aiton and Booker. Yeah. Um, they're playing three games. And as a Suns fan, what better two players to have? What a great way to watch a game. Actually, you made a trade offer for Aiton. To you? I I made it to him, and then we kind of went back and forth. And what did, what was the happened. offer? Um, Hold on. Can I find a sound drop of the siren? I wish well, I it's not. It's not. That's not siren. <laughs> it's old news. I offered Shea Gilgis Alex. Shea Gilgis Alexander, basically. There was some other stuff, but yeah. Was it like picks? No, it was because he had offered me Gallinari for Horton Tucker, and I said no. (laughs) And then I said, I'll do Horton Tucker and Shea for Gallinari and Aiton, and he said no. And then we kind of went back and forth. He offered me like Siakam and something else for Shea, and I said no, and then I offered Tobias Harris and something else for Aiton, I think, or for Siakam. I, I don't remember. We went back and forth. It was very quick. It was like four trade offers in three minutes. And then at the end, nothing happened. And then we talked about it here. But no, getting three games out of the Suns is important. It's a back-to-back in Sacramento. Um, But I wouldn't worry about either of them playing back-to-backs. I wouldn't really worry about Sacramento necessarily being able to shut those guys down. So that's good news for the Rainbow Riders. You got to worry about Buddy Heald playing defense on you. I'm not worried about it. No. I don't know. Do they move Fox over there? Well, Buddy Heald's got to guard one of Chris uh, Paul or Chris Devin, Paul or Devin, Devin yeah. Booker. So um, somebody's getting by. No, they're, they're – Brad Beal's playing the full three games. That's, which that's helps. a big deal. Yeah. He's really underrated. People um, want to glance over Bradley Beal. I actually overrate him. I think he's the best player in the league. And that's not even close to being true, so – well, well. Uh, Brand, make your offers now. Um, no, it's it's pretty much everybody. Middleton playing three games. Uh huh. Um, it's well, Middleton's not on his team. He's on the Super Zombies. Right? Oh yeah, is it? I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know that'll come into play later. We'll get there. We'll get we'll get to Chris Middleton. Nope, just two games out of the Jazz. Yeah. But. It's a, he's got a strong schedule this week. I would yeah. expect him to be quite formidable. But that's the thing about Bram's team is he's pretty stacked. I mean, at a, at a, at a certain – like Devin Booker plays two – on a week where Devin Booker plays two games, Donovan Mitchell might play four. Yeah. So it's like, eh, all right, that's fine. Yeah. I got six games of Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker every week. I actually have a theory that it's good to have lots of really good players on your team. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, rather than just a couple. Rather than just a few, yeah. Yeah. It, it, Protects you against some roster flexibility there. Yeah, variability. But let's yeah. not let's not uh, frown upon last year's number one seeded team at the end of the season in the Highlanders. Yeah, Highlanders are wonderful, uh, and they're healthy going into the season, right? They are. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's ready to go, just like on LeBron James. Yes, LeBron James ready to go. Three games. Um, he's only getting two out of Gobert. Only getting two out of Christian Wood. That's not really 
helpful, but Bram's much more of a small guy team. So maybe the big man stats don't matter that much, but still you're looking at points and the defensive stats that those guys are giving you, they're going to give you some steals. Um, and fewer players is never better. Uh, the Raptors are only playing two games, but you've got Siakam for the Rainbow Riders versus Van Bleet for mm -hmm. Highlanders. Watch, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think Siakam's better, but it's not a huge swing there. How many games are the Pelicans playing? Because he's got Steven Adams and Bledsoe. Pelicans play three. And with that being said, Bledsoe's numbers dipped from going from Phoenix to Milwaukee. I assume that was system-based. Uh, what do we make of Bledsoe in New Orleans? I guess we'll find out. I think or... he's still kind of on the down not that he's a bad player i mean he's got top 20 potential on any given night but if i were running the pelicans i would want the ball in the hands of zion and ingram and ball and ball as much if not more than eric bledsoe even though he is, is he there to play ostensibly... spot up three well he's still he's ball. still a quality point guard but it's yeah. just there's some point guards are more ball dominant than other point guards and he's just not kind of, not that ball dominant point guard right now yeah and I don't think that he ever really will be again. Um, but we'll see. And getting three games out of his Pelicans is certainly going to help. All right. Do we think DeMar DeRozan's going to just give us the same thing every year? Or does he decline? I think he's going to be good. He's. I feel like he's been 25-5 and five for the last, like, five years. Yeah. I think that's probably – I don't know. It, it, it's always a question of is he going to start shooting three-pointers. And he won't. He probably won't. That's why they got Devin Vassell. I suppose so. And Lamarcus Aldridge, and no, I think I think he's going to be just fine. I don't worry about Demar Derozan. And now, one of your darlings uh, is Evan Fournier. Did he have a good year last year? He or... did have a good year last year. So we're, we're predicting a bad year this year <laughs> because that's just what he does. He goes every other. Um. Yeah, I like Evan Fournier. I kept him for a while. I think he's one of those under, kind of like Beal, just underrated. I think a lot of people look past him. I think they're pretty different. In well, I mean, just in the sense yeah. that people like don't give them enough. Well, I think credit. I think the same is true of DeRozan. Also, maybe it's yeah. just maybe it's just shooting guards that people don't like. I know it's my least favorite position. Yeah, it could be. I pretty much always dislike shooting guards, mm -hmm. except Jimmy Butler and Victor Oladipo. <laughs> um, he's got right. Who's only playing two games? So he's got he's got a lot of he's got some important players who are only playing two games. I think he's operating at a bit of a disadvantage, but that may not be a huge deal because the two teams are so different in yeah. the categories that they they go for. You've yeah. got the Highlanders who are very much a big man team, yeah, and the Rainbow Riders who are very blocking. much a small team. So so they're going to win the categories probably that they intend to win each of them, and it's going to come down to some swing categories that we'll watch at the end of the week. I would I would certainly favor the Highlanders in turnovers, which is often a swing category. Yeah. But if they split the percentages, which seems reasonable. He gets field goal and, and Rainbow Raiders gets the free throw. Yeah, give the Rainbow Riders threes and points and assists. And then give Highlanders blocks, rebounds, turnovers. Yeah. So what is that? And then steals. What does that leave you? Steals? So steals that swing category, perhaps? I would favor I would certainly favor the Rainbow Riders, but we'll get over our, our picks later. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But oh, we'll get there. Yet another interesting matchup. Yeah, good matchup. All of these Quality are good teams. Um, playoff teams <clears throat> fighting for the playoffs, even in week one. 
Um, so that leaves us with the next matchup. If you, unless you have anything else you want to add on nope. Rainbow Raiders. All right. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's night for me. We pillage, we thunder, we rifle and loot. I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. My rival. At least in my eyes. It is a rivalry matchup in week one. <laughs> wow. The team who got second place last year playing the team who's clearly rebuilding this year should be a layup for Dallin. Uh, my guess is I predict a bloodbath. Um, let's hope so. Let's I, would, I would love that. that week one. I don't have my own pick, so I love winning. There you go. That's um, not going to happen. No. Uh, well, which which I attribute to injury. You've got multiple injuries. I mean, you can't be expected to com- compete with right. that. Okongwu's out. Oh. Goga's out. Isaac's perpetually out. He'll, <clears throat> he'll miss the season. Yeah, Isaac's going to be out for a while. Isaac is going to be out for a while. <laughs> Who are you <clears throat> most excited for to watch in week one? Honestly, I don't know. I, I get excited about all of them and for different reasons. Like, I can go down the list, but I mean Dante DiVincenzo is starting this year. I want to see what that does for him. Tyler Tyler Hero after the what he did in the bubble and the hype that he's got. I mean, I uh, I'm always excited to see him play. Hi everyone, Greg here. Now today I've come to KFC. They've got a product out called the Bucket for One. Greg, I hope that was from this week. Hmm. And not from like a couple of days ago. <laughs> Every time I play that, I'm just going to jump to a different part of the, just different, of the just review. Just randomly, um, this dude eating chicken. Um, yeah, Tyler Hero is fun, fun to kind of follow up on. And then, of course, the rookies. I mean, I'm rebuilding. I want to see what these guys can do. I'm really excited to see if and when Okongo gets out there, if and when Okongo gets minutes. I will be watching those heavily. Tyrese Halliburton looked real sharp. He looked real sharp. And so I'm excited to see him uh, get out there and play. And same thing with uh, Malachi Flynn. A lot of people might not realize it, but he played really well in the preseason. And I like I listen to Locked On Raptors uh, now regularly, and they are very hyped about. I listen Malachi to Flynn. I, I listened to like two or three different Wizards podcasts with some regularity last year. So I understand. Why would you do that? Um, you know, just personal reasons. I really am invested in <laughs> the Wizards and Troy Brown, who's looking great in the preseason. Um, and Malik Beasley for you just entered a guilty plea. Yeah, of, I was going to say of I'm, threats I'm... of violence, so <laughs> he should be ready to go. We'll see when that suspension comes down and for how long that is. But hey, what a great year to have him when I'm rebuilding. Yeah. Well, and 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 the felony charges were dismissed. Yeah, so that's so, what really matters. He's well, he's ready to go for the season. He's ready to go for the season. But honestly, he's a good ball player. He's he looks good when he's out there. Just let's not be behind bars and let's go. Yeah. But um But no, I I'm honestly I'm excited for my team in a lot of different ways. Every single player I'm watching for different reasons. Um, you know, Cam Johnson, if he can keep up the rebounding he showed in the bubble, like I would like him to be able to because if he if not, he's just a one trick pony. But if he can start rebounding, then I'm excited about Cam Johnson. Um yeah. Just want them all to get minutes and see what they got. Well, I can understand that. But my opponent, on the other hand, will not hold back any any tears or bloodshed. Um, no, he's he's gonna be ready to go. He's, he's ready actually to go. who who wins the the East Mesa Trading Company or Anthony Davis? I think well, that's tough because he would win both percentages and turnovers. Yeah, 
Um, looking at your team, he's got a shot at winning blocks. <laughs> I think you still take the others, though. Yeah. So I predict if he could have like the, the East Mesa Trading Company and Damian Lillard, I don't know. That probably doesn't swing things too much. Yeah. I but think no, I, no I, I think it would be 5 4, <clears throat> five th- or 6 3 East Mesa Trading Company. Hey, take that, Taylor. Uh, but with the supporting cast around them, I don't really stand a chance. No, 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 chan- no chance at all. He's he's healthy. Chris Paul's also his game time decision, but I kind of expect him to go. Yeah, of course. Um, he's kind of he's fortunate that he's got Portland just two games this week. If I were playing the East Mace Training Company, I would want a lot of two game weeks because I don't need the extra you want game them to, to win. play next week when you play somebody better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. those keep those bullets in the chamber. Um, but this, we, we probably don't need to rehash this too much. If yeah. I, I think the exciting players to watch for the goats are Anthony Edwards. I would be very excited to watch him. I don't really like him that much, but if he's on your team, you'd be crazy not to be excited for him. You gotta watch. I know he talks to Pokashevsky and Cole Anthony, both of whom looked okay in the playoffs or yeah. in the preseason. I might have to eat crow on Pokashevsky if he keeps it up. Oh boy. But that was just preseason. We'll see. Oh boy. Your face is going to be red, maybe. Yeah, egg all over. Yikes. Um, but Cole Anthony, I thought, looked really good. He he's looked, still – I don't see how he's anything more than a backup. Markel Fultz has looked good, too. Yeah. That's the problem. But Markel Fultz is big enough that you can play him at the two. Like, mm-hmm. it's – I don't know. They need, the, Orlando constantly needs more shooting, and that's the thing that Cole Anthony does. And so – I would be excited for him as well, but I just don't. I don't expect him to put up much right now. North Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like North Carolina has got like a different system. Like the with, like when a good player comes out of North Carolina, they play a lot better than they did in college. It seems like. And Cole Anthony was kind of wasn't he playing through some injuries in college? And he, he has he's had, like he had some injuries and he was yeah it was a bad team and so he's if he's got some better injury. talent around him and he's healthy. And, who knows? And he was rated number one by some people going into the season, going into last season. He disappointed, but he, he also been. he also actually played, whereas most of the other guys didn't actually play. That's interesting. So he's definitely somebody to watch. And Darius Baisley, who's only playing two games for Oklahoma City, he's intriguing as well. So there's some exciting games to watch for the Goats and an easy win. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that. On to our next matchup. I commanded the flying hellfish, the fightiest squad in the fightiest company in the third fightiest battalion in the army. And we were all. Hey, Grande. Nice to What's his name? Oh, well, this is little Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> the flock versus the flying hellfish. It's um. This is another kind of bloodbath. Winner versus builder, we'll say charitably. That being said, it's always kind of interesting. But this is interesting. I'm gonna stop right there though, because usually the first team you play in in the first week is the team you're gonna see again. So yes, Taylor, for example, has a leg up playing me twice. Benson has kind of a leg up playing Jay twice. The way that this schedule sits right now, you play th- three teams twice. Yeah. Um, it's always a little scary too the first week because you never really know what's going to happen. Some guys are ready, some guys aren't. Yeah, that's true. That that was my case last year. I thought I had a strong team going into the season, and then like last second, like Cantor got hurt, and then he was like that was like what ended him. And then like three or four guys just couldn't put it together, and that's why I started rebuilding. Yeah, this is 
week one is the week with the most variability. Yeah. You never really know what's going to happen. So even if you've got what seems to be a bit of a layup, it's this is the week you miss layups. It's also interesting because the flock has such a severe punt build. He's kind of built to win 5-4. So we suspect but, Jay will win free throw. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he kind of probably needs to win some 6-3s this year or even some 7-2s. Yeah. And he's he's built himself to do that a little bit more. Well, he's going to be really good at assists. Yeah. Well, that's one of his five. Yeah. So it's any even even the layup weeks with the flock are interesting because he needs to start picking up those extra wins. And really, that's the case with everybody. No, that's a really good point. It's such a competitive if league this year. You have to get fat when you have the chance. If he's going to win six threes or seven twos, he needs to do it against me, Jay, and Josh. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So can he do that? Um, we'll see. The Flying Hellfish are missing Zach Collins. He's on the IR. Uh, Mo Bomb is a game time decision. He's still one, two, three, four, five. Um, he's still got COVID issues. Still, yeah. Is he like it's... really sick? Maybe. I mean, it's not good that he's still no, playing I mean, that's, his way. That's in shape. concerning, though. I mean, yeah. But he was at no. Was he, he? I thought I saw him at the preseason game on the bench. So yeah, maybe, yeah. He's not like still sick, but he he's still not has quarantined by anything. No, no, so... no, no, no. That hasn't been the case. But it's just taken him a long time to get back into shape. And yeah, like like there's some people where they'll get over the disease, but they still have negative effects going forward. Yeah. Which is, you know, another reason why even young people should take it seriously. Especially if you're like Mobamba, like really tall people tend to have medical issues. Mm-hmm. You saw the there's a Florida player who like Keontae had, Johnson. Yeah, Keontae Johnson, who's a draft prospect, but he just collapsed on the court, and nobody knows if it was COVID-related, but he probably had COVID prior. So it, it's just strange. There are prob- and there, there were baseball players that missed the season because of COVID issues Yeah, the entire baseball season. so it, Both games? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I don't know how many games they played this year. 60? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a sure thing. He said that he doesn't really have any – major issues that he's just getting back into shape you know but if that were a lot the... about mo bamba i do know a lot about i like mo bamba <laughs> i never I thought today we'd spend this much time on mo bamba i i well because you know i've got i've got my favorite type of player yeah skinny guys who are unskilled but block shots and that's mo bamba Bismarck Biambo is still available he is um he says he's just playing his, his way back into shape and that it's not necessarily COVID really but if that were the case why isn't he playing preseason that's the time when you kind of play yourself back into shape right but they list him as a game time decision we'll see i don't know that i mean i don't know mo bamba if he plays a lot can get a lot of blocks mm-hmm. enough to beat the flock probably not but in a short week crazy things out, can happen. yeah crazier things have happened um yeah no the the I will say the Jays, uh, when we say, you know, you, you got to, is it a layup? I'm way more of a layup than the Jays. The Jays have some some good guys up there. I agree. Really I mean, strong players on their team. one of my bold predictions was that you wouldn't win a single week <laughs> for this exact reason. There are, there are quality players here. De'Aaron Fox. Um, I like him. P.J. Washington is a nice ball player. Kobe White's looked really good in the preseason. Jaws looked really good in the preseason. Jason Richardson's looked good in the preseason. Garland has looked better this year. Has he? I yeah, really paid he has. To Garland. Um, Michael Porter's supposed to have that good year. Josh Richardson's supposed to bounce back in Dallas. Jalen Brown's going to get that boost from having Kemba Walker. <coughs> excuse me, Kemba Walker out. So 
he's got some things going on. I, I Kobe White starting, yeah, yeah. So and he and he and Zach Levine are taking about twenty shots apiece. If my point guards are John Morant, Kobe White, and Darren Fox, I don't know if that it doesn't sound like a rebuilding team. <laughs> Just look at that one position. Um, Jared Allen apparently did not reach a contract extension, which is good because if I had Jared Allen on my team, I would. If want I was Jared him. Allen, I would reach a contract extension. No, that, that, I think that's good for for Jay for the Hellfish. Yeah. So I think I would certainly expect the flock to win, but I guess we need to talk about the flock, eh? Yeah. Um, he's he's missing Derek White. That's a big deal. He gives him a Probably. lot of uh, defensive stats. If, if the goal from this, the guard position, if one of the goals this year is to win six threes and seven twos, you the way the, the way he does it. that is with guards. And by losing Derek White and replacing him with Mark Gasol, he does not accomplish that goal. Right. Um, you know, maybe to a degree if Mark Gasol's hitting his threes or something, but it's not, I think that that's perhaps more of a downgrade than people would give it credit for on the face of it, because this is just what he needs this year, this mm-hmm. week are things like points and threes to try and steal those categories. Now um, for the flock, the blocks and rebounds are, are really things that he's going after. Uh, Hassan Whiteside and Mitchell Robinson are a big part of that, but both of those guys are coming off the bench with some question marks. So some more than others. Robinson, do you worry about it or not really? I wouldn't worry about Robinson because Robinson only played 25 minutes last year, and I would just expect that he'll play 25 minutes every year or less. The, the just Mitchell Robinson playing 30 minutes a game is unlikely, I think, to ever really happen. Um, so he's going to be. He good. doesn't need thirty minutes to put up those numbers. No, he doesn't. He'd certainly put up more. But yeah, um, we'll see. I don't worry about him. I would do worry about Hassan Whiteside. I know some people are like, "Oh, they wouldn't bring him in if they were going to play him," but they brought him in on a minimum contract. He he couldn't get more than a minimum contract for a reason. And, Even after such a stellar year. Yeah, and it's because he's a fantasy basketball guy. He puts up stats, but he doesn't actually help your team. Yeah, like he's not a good defensive player. Um, when I, he blocks shots like crazy and that's certainly helpful, mm-hmm. but like all he does is stand underneath the rim and be really big. And it's not necessarily a good thing to be standing underneath the rim all the time in modern basketball, because you want driving lanes for De'Aaron Fox and you want to be able to switch on picks and things like that. So I do worry a great deal about Hassan Whiteside. Um, and Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, it's just like the couple of guys I'm looking at here uh, are projected to come off the bench in Ricky Rubio, Otto Porter, Luke Kennard. It's got a kind of a few, quite a few bench guys. Yeah, Rubio, Rubio going to Minnesota is not a good thing. He's got three games this week, though. Um, Otto Porter, I don't like. He's coming off the bench behind Patrick Williams. We didn't talk about that. We haven't talked about Josh yet. No, we haven't got. But we'll there. talk. I've been very impressed with what he did in the preseason, and impressed that they're putting him in the starting lineup. With what Josh did in the preseason? With what? I'm just kidding. Patrick Williams did in the preseason. <laughs> I assume Josh has done nothing in the preseason. <laughs> just sitting at home, watching TV, possibly buying sports cards, possibly Patrick Williams. Who knows? Yeah. But um, he's only getting two games out of his Raptors, which is significant because he's got Lowry and Ananobi. That's a major component to his team. He picked up Sekou Dumboya, who I don't really think is very good. I think he might be good for... I don't think he's going to be on the flock very long. No, no. Um, 
But he's the type of player that if he's not good, then you don't have to keep him. I don't. I'm not really a big believer in Luke Kennard. But we're looking at these guards, and they're either injured, like Derek White. They're playing two games. I mean, I guess instead of guard, that's a perimeter player. They're playing two games, like Lowry and Ananobi, or they're not good, like Kennard and Dumboya. I think he's probably, or they're coming off the bench, like Ricky Rubio and Otto Porter. I think he's probably going to have a tough time to find those extra stats to get the 6-3 or 7-2 that he wants. Do you worry about Kyle Lowry losing minutes to Malachi Flynn? Uh, no, I do not. No. <laughs> but, I mean, not to, like, crap on the flock. I mean, I think he's going to win. No, it's an excellent team. and I, Yeah, he's going he's gonna to win. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking here at things. This is just what comes to mind when I look at the roster. Yeah. And if, guys if I'm looking bench, at the bench, losing minutes, coming behind rookies, like it, some, there's some question marks. But yeah. I mean, he's got some really good players, obviously. Yeah, for sure. If I'm the flock, the reason I mention all this is if I'm the flock, I'm looking at this thing. I want 6 3. I want 7 2. And yeah. I think he's going to have a hard time getting it. Yeah, but he's going to win. Yeah. And he's also, we haven't really talked about this yet, which is a little silly because it's a weekly thing, but he's going to stream. Yeah, that's what. Like, when we have this conversation next week, I'd be very surprised if we mentioned the name Seku Dumboya and the flock in the same sentence. Oh, he'll come up, if for no other reason, because it'll be the the segment. And, yeah, but no, Benson is a good manager who scrapes. There's some scrappy managers in this league that just pick up wins when where I don't think they should. Like that's in my arrogance, I think. Well, that team's not as good as mine. It doesn't deserve to win, and then it wins. Like, yeah, yeah, he does that. Brandon does that all the time. I want like. I think I would guess that every single year we've ever played, Brandon has significantly outperformed what I think he ought to, and it's because he's he's scrappy and he finds extra wins, and it's very admirable. Brandon Overstreet, the guard dog. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but no, he's he's also got his other guys. I mean, Drummond's going to be big, I assume. I mean, ball's he, nice. He's playing his three – ball play his three games. He hasn't games. played a lot of basketball. He's coming in from Thanksgiving, I would assume uh, – a slightly more depressed Andrew Drummond is going to be bigger than last year. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons, his most important players, playing three. So I think the flock comfortably is going to win. Um, but will he win by as much as he's hoping? That remains to be Yet seen. Yet to be seen. Um, all right. Well, I'm, not, I'm just going to call it how it is and say that I need to plug my computer into the charger. And that makes it less awkward and makes it so I don't have to like pretend like I'm not doing something here. So yeah. Give me a second to plug this in. So it, make, it, makes me, to... it makes me wish I had something insightful to say. Yeah. So let me just get this plugged in for a second. We're up and running. Stuff the old charger behind where it can't be seen. And we are ready. Any other comments on that previous on the matchup? No. Nope. Flock and the just the excited to see it come. Yeah. That's uh, never mind. So uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the next um, matchup. Yeah. My list of rules. Rule number one for surviving zombie land, cardio. Winning isn't everything. <laughs> what a f- very ironic name for a fantasy basketball team. It, uh... <laughs> Trying to win. Well, you know, there are many aspects to this league that are enjoyable. And once the rebuild, once the rebuild is on its way up, I really hope Josh rebrands. Oh, I disagree. I hope that he wins with apathy. Like, and and I mean, I won, but I mean, was it really? Was that really the lesson here? And then the rest of us will be like, "Yeah, winning's everything," and he'll say, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, I took, I'll take the championship, but 
it's not everything. Yeah. I had fun. I hope I hope that's how it goes. <laughs> um, so let's take a look at the super zombies. Okay. They've got an injury in Jaron Jackson Jr. It's a real shame. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. And I wish he were healthy more often. I don't know why I made the sound effect when I have this right here. It kind of seems like piling on, to be honest. I mean, he's got an injured player. Why are we dogging on the guy? Mocking him. It's his, one of his big dogs. Oh. I mean, Sorry, two of my big dogs are going, I didn't get mocked like this. Well, you're right next to me. He's... The only you've got one good player on your team, and he's injured for the year. You didn't get. It. I mean, it. Uh, whatever. I'll let you run the soundboard, and I won't critique as much. Yeah, that's fine. Poor Ben, though. Uh, he's got a couple game time decisions in Giannis, which is kind of significant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. And then Alfred Payton. The thing is, he, he's playing winning isn't everything. Winning ain't Toto still. It's a good week to play it's, a bad team. Yeah, it's a good week. You're bearing straight. Yeah, it's a good week to let Giannis get healthy. I would certainly think that he's going to be fine. But kind of like with the flock, he's punting a lot of categories. I, I would expect, especially if Giannis misses time, he's going to lose assists. Mm-hmm. He's going to struggle with three-pointers. Um. And then he's going to presumably learn, lose turnovers. And so now, even if he wins both percentages, which is never a guarantee. Well, no, because he's, he's probably not going to win two. So if he loses free he's, throw. But if Giannis isn't playing, then you're doing better at free throw. Presumably, yes. I mean, he's still got Montrez Harrell, James Weissman, who I expect to miss a lot of free throws, Alfred Payton, who... And Zion. Yeah, and Zion. So if he loses free throw, threes, assists, turnovers. Got Duncan Robinson out there knocking some threes down. Uh, Maybe yeah, some other guys. I'm, I'm still skeptical. It He's another one who he could go into an easy week and still walk out with no better than a 5-4. Yeah. And that is ostensibly a win, but it, is it really what you want? I would be inclined to say no. You got you to gotta hope for the 6-3-7-2s on these weeks. Yes. <clears throat> I, guess, I guess you could say winning isn't everything in this head-to-head matchup. Yeah. Because you need to win by a lot. Yeah. Uh, pretty clever, Bryce. Way to go. Chris Middleton will be playing three games. We know that, right? For for Bram? Uh, no, for the Super Zombies. Wait, wait, hold on. He's on the Super Zombies now? Just kidding. See, this would have been an appropriate time. Or that would have been an appropriate time to play the sad trombone. I thought you were going to critique my soundboard. Uh, I said not as much. That's <laughs> uh, fair. So we'll see. Like As with last time, I expect to win. Maybe not as much as he wants. These are all accidents at this point. This is just... Well, I figured the second one was an accident. And the third one was you playing it on yourself. No. For making the accident. Yeah, well, maybe. Um, I expect that we'll get a little smoother when it comes to these regular season. Yeah. Um, but moving on to winning eight Toto. He's healthy. Oh, no, he's not. He's got Clay Thompson out for the year. Well, that's intentional. That's kind of like me having Jonathan Isaac. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's out. Other than that, if I'm Josh... I forget that he has Clay Thompson. Well, he hasn't had him for very long. Like yeah. zero games. Zero games, and, and, and he probably should trade him when he's healthy. Yeah. But if you're Josh, you're you're gauging success this year off of the growth of your young players. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be very excited to watch Killian Hayes play. I'd be very, you know, Smith, I don't know. Jalen Smith doesn't really do it for me. But I like Obi Toppin a lot. As I mentioned earlier, Patrick Williams looks really good. Yeah. He looks really good. Like, he does. Yeah, he could be a ball player. And he's, I don't know. He's in there for defense, but if yeah. he can start hitting shots. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if you've got 
if you're an excellent defender, then you get to play for a while. So like OG Ananobi, I drafted him when he was a rookie. Or maybe I picked him up before the season started when he was a rookie. Either way. But you were the savvy manager first saw the uh, – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Office. It was really savvy of me to pick him up early. Did you trade him or drop him? I dropped him because he wasn't good. Oh. But that's the thing is like he got the minutes because he was a good defender. And so Patrick Williams is the same thing. He can get the minutes, and even if he's been putting up numbers, as long as he's getting the minutes for a year or two or three, he can grow into an OG and OB type player who can all of a sudden break into the top, you know, yeah, after a few years, break into the top 50. Yeah. You think Killian, I mean, Killian Hayes did not have a promising preseason, but I, I you know, I don't know what else they have in Detroit. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes. I don't think he's exceptionally good. I just don't think that he can fill the role that he's being asked to fill. He. For Josh's sake, I hope, I, and I think there's a chance that he put, put, puts it all together. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be. And as somebody who likes diversity in his NBA, having another Frenchman would be a wonderful. Oh, thing. yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, I, Obi Toppin was my pick for Rookie of the Year. Like him a lot. He's got uh, Miles Bridges, who has been playing well He's without playing. Well, Gordon well, Hayward and with Lamelo Ball. Yeah, just lobbing it up to him. He can run. He's a good athlete. Yeah. And so if they start playing a fast pace, get out in the court and run, let LaMelo Ball hit you for open passes. Miles Bridges is their best guy in the court. Though. I think – well, oh, man. Hayward's still good. Right. Still better. But <clears throat> he's a real strong weapon in that offense. Yeah, and, and, and he could very well supersede P.J. Washington as, like, their yeah. starting power forward. Um, so they're, they're – they're, I, I expect – Winning ain't Toto to not win very many games and certainly but, not win this game. But it's not every, winning. But not there's every yeah, and there and there's there's growth to be had and exciting players to watch. Yeah, no, there's a lot there. Um, any any more matchups or is that the whole? League? That is the entire week one schedule. Good, good deal. <laughs> Bryce, you know what that sound means. I do know what that sound means. It's time for podcast pickums. Yes. This is the only this is the segment where Bryce and Dallin and only Bryce and Dallin will give their predictions of the upcoming week. There's a scoring system involved here. Uh, an example would be uh, Bryce beats Dallin 8-1 this week. Well, if that actually happens and Bryce beats Dallin 8-1, and I guess that, I would get one point for getting the fact right that Bryce won, and then I'd get an additional two points for saying he won 8-1. It's two bonus points? Yeah, so it's, you, they can get three for each matchup. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. Okay. But the the, the, the odds that you get the uh, the 5-4, the 8-1, the 7-2, right, is probably significantly lower. Especially if we say something crazy like, Five four one or four four one. That, that would be impressive. That would be really maybe if we maybe if we guess and say it's a tie, I give an additional bonus point because that's pretty impressive. Uh yeah, we'll say that now. Additional bonus point if you guess a tie and you okay. get it right. All right. Um <clears throat> we're making up the rules as we go along, folks. So how it works is I got a spreadsheet here. Um and uh before the show started, we made our guesses and it made it a lot easier for me to have it in front of me. Rather than having to type during the show, because who would want to do that? It'd be very unprofessional. It'd be very unprofessional. 
Um, so what we're going to go ahead and do is go through each matchup and 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 give our reasoning for what we said. So uh, we'll go ahead and do mine. Uh, we'll do mine first on the first one. So Yaming Dynasty versus the Keyboard Cat. I'm taking Keyboard Cat 5-4. I think it's two juggernauts going head-to-head, but I also think losing Kemba Walker and Porzingis might be too much uh, to to handle that first week against a really good team in Keyboard Cat. So I'm going to take Keyboard Cat 5-4. Bryce, who do you got? I'm taking Yaming Dynasty 5-4. I just think the Yaming Dynasty is a better team, and Keyboard Cat's only getting two games out of Atlanta, which is critical because you've got Although, yeah, I think that's an important part of the team. Yeah, Trey Young. Trey Young is critical. Very critical. Um, so we'll go ahead and snake this. Uh, Bryce, in the next matchup, who do you have with Avatar on Blu-ray versus the Pride? I've got Avatar on Blu-ray 6-3. I worry about the Pride missing D'Angelo Russell. I think that's a major part of his team, and that's a player who puts up the type of stats that he needs in order to beat Avatar on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I got the Pride 5-4. Um, I think that this is one of those weeks where players are going to be kind of getting their wheels going, kind of getting their gears turning. And uh, I think the pride just has a lot of really good players. I I, like more depth, I guess, than avatar and Blu-ray where I think that they're going to be able to squeak out a win this week. Uh, Next matchup, we got boom shakalaka versus desert storm. Um, Right. Yeah. And uh, I've got Desert Storm 6-3. Uh, I predicted Desert Storm to win this whole thing um, this year. So Kevin Durant and company, I think, are going to come to town healthy this first week and rain hell down on uh, Boom Shakalaka. All right, and I've got Boom Shakalaka 5-4. I worry about some of Desert Storm guys coming back you know, Love and Hayward and Green's out. So I, I I don't know. I think it's a good, it's a close matchup. And perhaps it would go the other way if both teams were healthy. But if Boom Shock Lock is healthy and Desert Storm's not, then I'm taking Boom Shock Lock 5-4. Okay. Next matchup. Who do you got between Rainbow Riders and the Highlanders? I've got Rainbow Riders 6-3. Highlanders have a lot of guys on two-game weeks. And I just think Rainbow Riders are better. I think Rainbow Riders are very good. Rainbow Riders are kind of like uh, Brandon in the sense, or in the pride in the sense that they have a lot of depth. I just think their depth is better than Brandon's. Uh, not, to, not to, you know, knock the pride. I just think that, that he's got really good depth uh, in uh, in Rainbow Rider land. And so I've got, um, I do have Rainbow Riders winning, but let's not forget Trevor was ranked number one at the end of the year last year. It's going to be a five-four victory. It's going to be a it's going to be a grudge match, week one. Uh, next one, I've got EMTC, uh, which is the East Base Trading Company versus the Goats. I've got myself losing seven to two. I think I crank out a win in one of the percentages and uh, just just cuz and uh, turnovers. Um, Bryce, who do you got there? Um, I've got the exact same answer. Goats seven two. Oh no, I've got Goats eight one. Want to make a change? Um, no, I'll keep eight one just because you already said seven two. Okay. I think I think they are a lot better, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's kind of sitting guys at the end of the week, trying like a little bit of monkey business to try and get. Well, some. there's two good managers in this manager matchup, and I might just sit my guys too. Oh boy, let's hope so. Hold on to that, t- uh, that turnover. I'll take the goats eight one. All right. 
Uh, who do you got in the next one? Flock versus the Flying Hellfish. We talked through this one a little bit when we were reviewing the matchup, but I've got the Flock 5-4. I think with Derek White out and a lot of his perimeter players either not seeing a lot of minutes or not playing a lot of games, I think he's going to struggle to get any categories other than the categories that he focuses on. So I'm going to take him 5-4. Okay. And I've got the Flock 6-3. Um, hashtag Peckham. Hashtag... Cockwatch. I'd assumed that this was a, a an unbiased podcast. Uh, it is an unbiased podcast, and if it was another team, it would be a different outcome maybe. But but you just really versus, dislike the Hellfish, huh? I mean... I, you are we, his rival. As we learned last week, he dislikes me. So uh, I, I think Jay's a fine young man. Um, but no, I, I think that, that, that he, again, that's a rebuilding team versus a, a strong competitor, and I think that like you said before, this is a week where he needs to win 6-3. I think Benson's savvy enough to stream where he needs to stream to win the 6-3. I hope. Yeah. Uh, last matchup of the week, we got Super Zombies versus Winning Ain't Everything. Um, again, competitor against a rebuilder. I've got Super Zombies 7-2. Not much to say there other than, I again, I know Ben's going to stream where he needs to stream, and uh, he'll, he'll make it happen. I'll go Super Zombies 6-3. Um, yeah, he's a lot better. I think I think you're very wise in pointing out that he's going to stream. He's somebody who streams a lot, and he's going to eke out a few extra wins from that. And this is the type of matchup where he can do that. Yeah. Yeah, he will do that. Do we want to go ahead and declare a big ego, small vertical matchup of the week? Like this week's matchup to watch? I mean... I, What's the headliner? I'm watching all of them, but especially Yaming Dynasty versus Keeper. Oh, Jeff. come on. I'm, I thought this was an unbiased podcast. Well, I think it is, <laughs> but I also think that... See, I'm, I'm, I'm watching Boomshock Locker versus Desert Storm all day. I'm watching that every night. I think that's a good one because they are both... I mean, really... They're all good. Half of these are... are I think it would be fun to matchups. kind of name like a, a premiere of the week. Okay. But maybe I'm, my premiere is the Boomshock Locker versus Desert Storm, and you've got Desert, uh, Yao Ming versus uh, the Cat, which is a good answer. I mean, like I said, last week in my predictions, I picked Yao Ming Dynasty versus Keyboard Cat in the finals. So to me, I think that's the biggest this is matchup. A week one, uh, Crystal Ball looking into the future here? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I would have the number one. I think those are that's <laughs> the most talent in any matchup is that one right there. Okay. Well, there you have it, po- folks. That's this week's Podcast Pick'em. All right, Bryce. Uh, do we have anything in the mailbag? It's only been a couple days since our last uh, pod, so. We do have a mailbag question. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and do what we do best and transition. That won't go down as a top 10 transition. Well, it's got a lot of competition. (laughs) That's for sure. All right. So our mailbag question today, which injury do you think will be most impactful in week one? Oh, that's a good question. Um... And there's a couple of contestants here. Uh, D'Angelo Russell for the Pride. Kristaps Porzingis for the Yaming Dynasty. Giannis Antetokounmpo potentially for the Super Zombies, depending on what happens there. 
Are there any others that uh, come to mind? Those are the big. Those are the big three. Um, are we talking I mean, about you can say Kemba. Kemba, but I think I think if we're going to say one player from the Young Dynasty, I think Chris Stops is your. I think so, especially in a kind of a big man matchup. He gives mm-hmm. points, but also the threes blocks. Um, so I would say Chris Stapps Porzingis is probably the biggest injury, most impactful injury this week. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Jonathan Isaac for the rebuilding East Mesa trade. No, um, I don't know. Um, I think Derek White is in the running as well as I'm looking at the flock here. Um just you know, trying to see what else. Derek White's a big deal because he he really needs to win some six threes. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's not going to affect who wins, but it'll affect by how much. Yeah, no, that's a big deal. Um, let's not forget. Uh, uh, well, Gordon Hayward might be healthy. Draymond Green isn't though. Yeah, that's a big deal, and he's out. Um, so again, good question. I, I think uh, you're going with Kristaps Porzingis. Um, now that we've brought a few more to light, yeah, that's I mean, the same. that's my it's my headliner for the week. So yeah, that's... in my very biased way, I will say, <laughs> Chris Porzingis. Fair enough. Um, I'm going Kevin Porter Jr. All right. No, um, I, I think uh, again the pride is facing off against um, a, a tough, tough competitor, D'Angelo Russell. Um, I'm going to go with D'Angelo Russell here. Um, that's a big gun that he needs to fire, and if it's not firing, he might face losing this week. So yeah, I I think that's a very good answer. So yeah, um, D'Angelo Russell's my my vote, but we'll see. Hopefully, everyone gets healthy. We can have just a real competitive year. No injuries for anyone. Yeah, that's how I set it up when I when I sim through uh, NBA Jam '99. There's an there's a there's an option to. Turn off injuries for the year. You gotta turn off. The so injuries. if you make all the right trades and you've got the best players and you make sure that none of them ever get hurt, you've got a really good shot of winning. Um, unfortunately, there's not a toggle switch for the fantasy season to turn off injuries. Any other comments before we uh, send this off? No, I'm just excited. Um, we've got a uh, little meet together. If you want to come over to the oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we can plug it. Uh, so tomorrow, well, depending on when you hear this. Day one, October 22nd of the NBA season, I'm going to go ahead and host uh, whoever wants to come over. I believe there was talk of Pazookies. Um, there may be uh, some some fun appetizers to go with it. Uh, anyways, just uh, 7 o'clock, Dallin's house. Check Discord for the, uh, for the address and uh, come to watch some basketball and have some fun. Maybe even play some basketball in the backyard. Play some pig, maybe some speed if enough people show. I don't want to do that much running. Nope, pig it is. So, uh, anyways, it'll be fun. And with that,
Mm-hmm. Well. That's the four-piece bucket. Pretty much. Done. And dusted. Oh.